Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Do you have a Robert England thing? I don't. Have you seen him outside of the uh, Freddie Maker? No. All right. Google Google Robert England outside of the Freddie Maker. Back then, in the oh, ma- he's got a daddy thing. Yeah, at I, least, I don't really. At have least a, now, I don't really have a daddy thing, so I'm not into it. But I, I am aware that some people are into it. Oh, he's got a daddy and a crazy eye thing. Yeah, people love it sometimes, though. <laughs> And welcome to the Sinister Sissies Podcast, your guide to true crime, horror, and everything sinister, hosted by two gay guys from Australia. I'm Jared, your expert in depravity, and I'm here with the succulent and supple Paul Cart from The Guardian. Oh, I don't know what I did to deserve that, but I'll take it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the first episode of Sinister Sissies. Uh, I don't know about you, Jared, but I spent all week trying not to think about dead bodies while getting off. I always think about dead bodies when I get off, so uh, it hasn't as changed much. my routine in any way. Uh, and thank, in particular, I not only know his Twitter handle, it is Hey Cameron. He redesigned my really shitty MS Paint uh, logo attempt into something that's really, really awesome. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I need to figure out what your full name is, but I know that your Twitter handle is uh, at Hey Cameron. So send him nudes. <laughs> If, if, if you're not doing so already. Wait, maybe um, ask first. Ask first. Always, always vocalise, yes. <laughs> um, this is the first of our homoerotic horror reviews in week two, and we'll be discussing Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. Have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street 1? Uh, no, although I, I know the villain uh, is Freddy Krueger with the... With the shearing glove hands and also of course everything uh through the simpsons because the episode uh where bart is imagining groundskeeper willie as as a killer is definitely riffing on that right what did you do as a teenager if not watch like shitty horror films from the 80s someone is coming back to elm street he is not friendly He is not patient. Kill for me. 
and he is not a welcome visitor. No! 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 But he has something terribly special for the new kid on the block. It started to happen again. Dad! Uh, several years after the events of Nightmare on Elm Street, we see Jesse, who has recently moved into Nancy's house, uh, he starts getting dreams of Freddy. And we know from the first film that Freddy uh, is desperately trying to get into the, the world of, of, of reality and the real world. And he is trying to do this via Jesse, via his dreams. He's trying to take over Jesse's body. So we're terrible reviewers and didn't give a spoiler warning when we first recorded this. So I'm giving it to you now. Spoiler warning for Freddy's 2 and all the gay shit within it. So the movie has a conventional horror setup, but there are lots of cues in it that the subject is about teen sexuality and Jesse's latent homosexuality. Um, so first of all, there's the dreams. I mean, Freddy Krueger is literally a man that he can't get out of his dreams. He wakes up heaving, sweaty and screaming. There are, there are so many naked Jesse sweat-covered moments also in his little tidy whities lots of just like wide shots of just him in his underwear <laughs> he, he asked the jock grady in his class like if he remembers his dreams and grady says only the wet ones so i think i think we're primed to think that this is you know a, a metaphor for sex dreams yeah grady by the way grady total fucking babe Grady does also ask him when they're doing push-ups, so are you going, you know, are you going steady with Lisa or whatever? He just seems... No, he's like, are you humping that yet or something? <laughs> are you mounting Oh, that? yes, that's no, that's right. Says. A heterosexual would just ask that in a much cruder way. Good point, yeah. Look, Grady, you got some problem with me. No, bro. Just killing time. The movie gets really gay when Jesse starts killing uh, because the choice of victim and the manner of the first killing is just like a complete dead giveaway about all the gay themes. Um, Grady tells, uh, Grady the jock tells Jesse, apropos of nothing, that their high school teacher, uh, gym teacher Schneider, is a queer ball who goes to gay S&M clubs downtown. And then, you know... Which, to be fair, he does... <laughs> Yeah, but it's like the, the it's it, the script seems to be suggesting that you know Schneider is preying on them somehow, but really they're they're two jerk offs who like get told to do push ups in gym class. It's not that you know, not that predatory. The coach fucking rules. I was totally. I thought the coach was like he was this like very self confident S and M gay dude who, yeah, was, like, telling them to assume the position and do push-ups. And, like, I thought that was awesome. And, like, the gay bar was really yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't think there was anything... Uh problematic about that character i wouldn't say he would be cancelled in modern in modern parlance no no he was just and he ordered all the little twinkie boys around hashtag go coach okay dirt balls hit the shower yeah so i think i think the victims are the dead giveaway about the gay themes because after he's told that uh jesse then sleepwalks and uh the gym teacher schneider is his first victim uh and you know how, how does freddy krueger through jesse kill him uh by seeking him out in a gay bar, taking him back to the gym where he's tied up with a gym rope, you know, spanked with a towel, and then uh, yes. it's slashed. Je Jesse as Freddy. Jesse as Freddy. 
Yeah, so I, I think that um, uh, the, 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 the choice of victims from that point on also g- gives it away in that, you know, he, he confesses to Lisa um, uh, what he thinks he's done and tries to get her help by keeping him awake. But he also says all this stuff about how he doesn't think Lisa can help him. And then they make out and start to have sex, um, but a giant demonic tongue slips out of his mouth, so he leaves her... Flops out of his mouth. Oh. So I thought that oh, was an oh. interesting idea, because, like, he couldn't get it up. Yep, that is, that is what that scene is about, yep. And then he's so terrified that he's, like, floppy little Willie is just out there and she's noticing that he runs away. Yeah. And he runs straight to the sweet, sweet refuge of the jock, Grady. Uh, when Jesse says to Grady, there's someone trying to get inside me in reference to Freddy Krueger. And Grady replies with the huge, huge giveaway line. Yeah, and she's female and she's waiting for you in the cabana. And you want to sleep with me. So that particular scene highlights the ridiculousness of the kind of production side of this film. Everyone, bar the writer until very recently and some of the actors, swears that they never saw anything gay in Nightmare on Elm Street 2 whilst they were filming. They just could not see that it was some sort of home. Yeah, I mean, film. I guess gym, gym teacher killed in the gym, uh, you could excuse, but, you know, picked up from the gay bar with the towel whipping and the all the rest of it. The towel whipping. The towel Sorry. whipping is the point like that. Um, we should note that the, the actor who plays Jesse is also gay. Yeah, and as the movie goes on, it just becomes more obvious. I mean, all, all the victims are guys from school who look like they belong in Calvin Klein ads. So, I mean, you know, there you have it. If you look at the reviews from back then, though, um, all the gay mags were like, I see this, I see what's happening. Um, but the, uh, like, normal reviews are like, this is just a terrible fucking film. Mark. Patton, who plays Jesse, he uh, actually had a shit fucking time on on this set and actually post Nightmare on Elm Street. So, so I, I think some context probably needs to be needed here about uh, what how Nine, Nightmare on Elm Street fits within the kind of horror genre. 1980s, there was um, a resurgence post Halloween and the success of Halloween. Uh, a resurgence of horror films and slasher films because people realise that like teens love this shit uh, and we can make money from it. And so um, Mark Patton was really, really happy that he got this this starring role in a sequel to a very, very successful, I mean, quote-unquote slasher, but you could argue, you know, different kind of genre-type film. Um, but uh, before that, uh, he had played a gay character uh, in a previous uh, film and he had also um, was, was living openly gay himself uh, and didn't realise until he was on set the kind of gay subtext in the film. And his theory is that the writer as well as the director um, were kind of amping up the the gayness of the film because they knew that he was gay and not out, you know, publicly as an actor. Oh, so when you say openly, you mean in his private life, you don't mean... You don't mean well, in yeah, his not professional life. In terms life. of, uh, obviously, like the Hollywood professional image was that he was a heterosexual well, man. Well, and it's a it's a big thing about like not revealing your sexuality because of 
not getting pigeonholed so you can't play leading men that are heterosexual usually. And this is what happened. So even when he was on set, he was kind of noticing like, oh, so like there's a towel, like slapping the coach's ass. That's a bit, that's a bit, you know, on the nose. Um, Even then he was starting to get a bit wary of where the film was turning. There was meant to be a scene where Robert England plays Freddie. And I think Robert England had already kind of caught on that this was meant to be a bit of a gay, bisexual, sexually charged film. Uh, and he asked the uh, um, Patton whether or not he could get one of his uh, claws uh, and stick them inside his razor blades and stick them inside Jesse's mouth and Jesse would, like, suck on the the razor blade. Uh, and uh, Jess, Jesse, the actor who played Jesse, was going to do it, except he was warned by a makeup artist that, like, no, no, that's that's going too far. And so that was even a limit for him and he refused to do it because it was too obvious. So after this came out, there was obviously talk about the gay subtext in it and a lot of speculation about his sexuality. He was typecast as a gay, gay actor at that point and could only play gay characters. And he said publicly in interviews that um, he was being asked to play gay characters but also to make sure that his public image was a, was as a heterosexual man, even though that wasn't fooling anyone. Uh, so after that, it, he eventually got to a point where all of my friends are dying of, of AIDS at this point, and I'm being told uh, by gay men in the industry to not be publicly gay. And that for him was, was the line and he, he left acting essentially after, I think he did one or two film roles after Nightmare 2 and uh, left acting completely, uh, went and became an interior designer and then an architect uh, and for a very long time really thought that Hollywood was a horrible place and, and had a really dim view of, of how Hollywood worked. Uh, what are you going to do for me? I feel like I'm losing my mind. And I don't want you to watch me fall apart. I'm afraid to go to sleep. I'm afraid to stay awake. I'm ruining your party. So it's it's interesting because like this is often like celebrated as like a like gay classic. And do you think that it that it, it it's not quite at that level? Do you think that there's do, are, do a lot of horror films, like, play on this fear that people are, you know, that teenage boys are latent homosexuals? I don't, I don't know. I, is, is that how you view it, though? Like, do you think that yeah. the horror comes from the homosexuality in this film? Because I don't get that. I mean, I mean, obviously, you can't overstate it. So th- there is... You know, blood when he, uh, you know, uses the shearing claws to hack his victims. And on the most superficial level, that is the most horrific thing that is happening. People are getting slashed. And obviously that is the worst thing that's happening. But, like, isn't the reason that they are introducing the gay themes um, because that is supposed to make it especially disturbing to the protagonist that there's this some aspect of himself that he can't control 
I don't think you should view films as like if it is woke, then it's a good film because that's just stupid. You'd just be watching documentaries about you know post-revolution Iran that are like very morally improving or something. It's like the more woke something is doesn't necessarily mean that it's an enjoyable viewing experience or better art or whatever. But but obviously this movie um, is. Uh, of a time where before this you may not have gay characters at all because it's, you know, or, or very few or they're painted as outsiders completely. After this, you have gay characters, but, you know, Disney likes to hint that they're gay more than actually, you know, out and proud and actually come out and say it. And in between you have this kind of, this 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 piece of its time where we can talk about it but uh you know in this case i think it is uh, an element of uh, what is supposed to be horrifying to to jesse about what is happening to him is both number one that he's killing people but also number two that there are urges that he can't control and if you take the view that oh well you know it's good that in the long arc of history we finally have some gay themes and characters then you know that's great or if you take the view of like oh you know like why does that have to be a source of disgust and horror then you're probably more likely to be like oh cancelled hate it i i have such a polar opposite view to you on this actually i i would love to see an equivalent film and i mean equivalent in every way an equivalent film to nightmare on elm street 2 freddy's revenge today i would love to see because it's it's it it has like a like it's a sexually charged film right like it's not it's not like i feel like if this was made today jesse and grady uh would be would be in love and it would be like really nice and it would be really pleasant and and the and the the snm teacher um he would he would be like a really respectable man and he'd have a husband you know like again it's a shit film but as in i it's much better than like call me by your name assume the position if you're gonna rate it out of five what would you rate it out of five uh i would i would rate it as five for gayness and maybe like two and a half for horror and quality value Thank you for listening to the Sinister Sissies podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sinister Sissies. You can also follow us individually at Jared Bartle and at Paul underscore Carp. We've also recently set up a Patreon, so if you like what we're doing and you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash Sinister Sissies. I hope to see you next time and stay sinister.